Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. It is Wednesday, October 18, 2023. The league championship series are fully underway, and yet the Miami Marlins found themselves as the biggest story in baseball on Monday morning when it was announced that Kim Ng will not return as the team's general manager in 2024. We're going to dissect it here again on Fish Unfiltered. I'm your host, Isaac Azut. I'm joined by our farm director today, Alex Carver, and our founder, Eli Sussman. Very special guest we have today, the man who broke the Kim Ng news, actually, Mr. Craig Mish. Craig, I know you're busy. But thanks for taking the time, nonetheless. Thanks for having me. It has been a wild seventy-two hours or so. I feel like I feel like I've fielded more calls and texts during this than some of the winter stuff. Still going, by the way. Interesting. Right. So, just what have yeah. the the last seventy-two hours been like? When did you realize something was not right here? Yeah, I realized something was not right as you guys should have realized something was not right, because you guys do a good job, but nobody seemed, well, I, mean, I don't think about it, I don't think nobody seemed, but everybody seemed to sort of miss the fact that the Marlins didn't do a year-end press conference. Yeah. Like, yeah. it just, just didn't happen. Maybe you guys did say that. I'm sorry if you guys did say that. But if not, shame on you. Uh, so at, as time started going by, I, you know, was sort of, like, asking some questions, like, when is this going to happen? And, like, wasn't really getting a lot of response. And then, you know, as, as doing this as long as I have on a lot of different levels, late last week, you know, it sort of occurred to me, like, 
either Kim uh, is going to have an extension coming here or, or, or maybe something is not, maybe she's not gonna be with the organization. Like I, I just couldn't figure out what was going on. So, uh, so that's, that's kind of what happened. And then Monday morning, Monday morning, very early, uh, I found out that, that she, you know, had basically decided that she was going to leave the organization. So that's, that's, it was, I, I midweek last week, it was too weird. You know, that, that they didn't talk. Like, Kim didn't even say anything at the end of the year. And, and by the way, it was like, uh, Craig Council was talking and David Stur or, uh, I don't know, the Brewers GM was talking. Like, Alex Anthopoulos, the season ends. He's the next day. He's doing a problem. I'm like, okay, something's going on here, you know? Yeah. And so I was, I was right about that. And, and, you know, apparently during that time, there was like negotiation going on, essentially. Like, that's uh, obviously that's what was happening during that time. So, how could Kim possibly do? a year end press conference with this going on. It didn't make a lot of sense. Right. So that, that was the first, my first indication and it proved to be correct. Do you know about how long between when they made the apparent offer to extend her and when she decided to leave, like how long that, how long it took her to decide to leave? Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know exactly, but I think a few days. I'm not, I'm not positive. I think it was a few days. I, I don't, I don't think it was like take it or leave it in like a second. I, I, I don't know that, but I don't think so though. I, th I think it was a few days. Right. Well, I guess I'll oh, go ahead, Eli. Well, Craig, through the reporting we've seen, and I guess through what you've been able to gather yourself, it's kind of been painted as a simple conflict between Kim and Bruce, a disagreement in terms of how they want to move forward. That's what they, that's what Kim personally said in her statement. Is it really, is it that simple? Are there are there any other characters involved with this that we should keep in mind? Or was this really just a one-on-one -on -one between these two who couldn't iron out exactly where they wanted to go forward that could keep them both satisfied with it? Yeah, Eli, I've said a few things on SportsGrid, and I noticed that you guys X tweeted those out the other day. I've been pretty quiet on the subject. I haven't done a column or anything like that, and I don't plan to. It's it's a really difficult situation all around because unlike the way that this has been reported, I see both sides. I do. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't see it as, as black and white as the way that it's been covered. And I certainly absolutely respect every journalist. I think that you guys and anybody else watching knows the number one rule that I have in journalism is I never talk poorly about other journalists and I never comment on other people's work. But that being said, I do think that there is another story to tell. I don't think it's as simple as just what transpired over a few days. And I think that anybody who thinks that that's really the way that this all happened doesn't isn't really in touch with the club and isn't really in touch with everything that's transpired over the last few years. Uh, that being said, I certainly have expressed that I totally understand where Kim is coming from. Mm -hmm. I can totally understand her wish to either be extended or you know have full and, and total control of what happens in the organization. Uh, you know, I, if you ask me specific comments about other reporting, I will answer those here because clearly I have not <laughs> reported anything, and I'm happy to answer any questions you guys may have. But what I would say is there were a few things that I read that regardless of being accurate or not, and I'm not questioning anybody's accuracy, 
I thought some of it was pretty harsh and I thought some of it was unfair too. Mm -hmm. There are still employees working for the Miami Marlins that regardless of whether Kim had a good or bad relationship of, I don't think mm -hmm. anybody would ever want to be in the position to have to defend themselves from potentially being fired from an article. I, I, I just, uh, you know, I, I, it just really, regardless of the scenarios that those, that stuff just did not really sit well with me. If I got access to that information, I don't know if I would have published it or not. I'm not blaming any, anybody in terms of journalism, because again, that's, that's crazy access to inside baseball, inside a club. Maybe I would have done it as well. I, I don't know, but the, the, whoever gave that information to, uh, to the journalist who reported it, I mean, shame on you. Like if, if, I mean, that, that is like some, is some real calling for firing type stuff. I don't know. Eli, that just did not, that particular thing just did not sit well with me. Regardless, probably all accurate. Well, let me ask you something, Craig, because it seems to me what was reported on ESPN was that Bruce was interested in hiring a president of baseball ops. That position had been vacant for the past six years, actually, when Jeter was here, he was a CEO, and that's who Kim reported to. And I guess it makes sense that he would want to replace or, you know, uh, hire another one for that position. Was a transparency and communication there between Bruce and Kim saying, hey, you know, we're eventually going to have to fill that role and it's not going to be by you? Was that, you know, spoken about the last year or two? I don't know that it was spoken about the, the past year or two, but I, I think that there are a lot of organizations that operate in that manner. And I suppose you can ask yourself if, if you are the owner of the Marlins and this is something that you want to do, Mm -hmm. but you want to keep your, your general manager as well. I'm speaking in hypotheticals, but you want to speak, you want to keep your general manager as well, because there's no question Kim did a good job as general manager. I mean, no, no, no one could sit here and even argue that it's, it's, it's inarguable that they had a good year. They went to the postseason, and, uh, you know, despite some of the signings and stuff like that, it was made up for the trades. I'd love to get into all that too. Uh, I think that stuff is inarguable, but if you are the owner of the team, what is the best course of action at that point? I would ask you, Isaac, if you were the owner, if you were Bruce Sherman, what would you do? Would you tell uh, 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 Kim in a in a meeting that we're going to hire a president of baseball operations, or would you not and just hand Kim the, uh, what is it, the mutual option? Would, would you yeah. hand Kim just the option, say sign it, and then hire a president of baseball operations afterward? So uh -huh. I think the answer is easy easy on that one, right? Like you're going yeah. to – say, Hey, this is yeah. what, this is what I want to do. But as far as like conversations that had previous to that, I'm not aware of that. Uh, you know, you know, certainly up until the point that Kim resigned, I felt I had a good relationship with Kim. So she never expressed that to me previously, but mm -hmm. very clearly, I, I don't think that Bruce Sherman just all of a sudden out of nowhere came up one day and said, Kim, let's come out and see. Oh, you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking I'm going to hire a president. Obviously, this is something that has been thought about uh, previously. Now, how long? I can't say. A week, a month, a year, two years. I have no idea. But I do know that the preference does seem to be in the organization to operate like a lot of other teams in yeah. baseball, which is to have a president and a general manager. So that's my yeah. long-winded answer to that one. Uh, we've spoken about it, Craig, in the past that when they first took over Bruce Sherman and Derek Jeter, the ideal thing would would have been to keep Michael Hill as president of baseball operations and have Kim Ng as a GM. So my question is, did Bruce consider simply promoting Kim 
to the president of baseball operations role and hiring a new general manager? I, I obviously that was not the case because then maybe at that point Kim would have accepted. I, I don't believe that to be the case. I, I believe what you know has been reported and what I know, which is that Kim was offered a chance to remain as the general manager of the Marlins in the same position that she was with the contract that she had with an additional gear on it with full and total autonomy over handling the everyday minutia, 40 man, 26 man roster trades, free agencies. And she would handle that. And whoever else came in would handle everything else uh, potentially in the organization. And my also understanding is, is that if there was any difference of opinion between whoever would have come in and, uh, and Kim that on the, on the, on that part of the deal, no, no one's going to have complete autonomy over that. That would have had to go up to a higher level to make that decision. So Kim essentially has full control uh, as the general manager, just as she did before. That wouldn't change. But what would change is whoever, and by the way, there is no person, but whoever this hypothetical right. person would be would come in and do all the other things, I guess, that the ownership wanted to uh, fix or, or make better. So technically, it would have been a demotion, correct? It would have been a demotion in the sense that somebody else above her would have had a hand in making, in helping make decisions on the, on the, on some of the roster stuff. But inevitably, uh, she still would have had control over the roster. She still would have had that. The other, so I mean, technically, Isaac. I mean, I guess so because then there's another voice that's above her that's yeah. weighing in. But I don't think that that person would have, uh, in fact, I know that person, whoever would have come in, could not like overrule her on the uh, general manager ship uh, of, mm. of the models. Do, do you think just, just knowing like the history of Kim's career here, um, you know, when they first got here, like Isaac just said, you've said this before to all of us that it wasn't just her making the decisions, right? That it was Greenlee and it was all these other people that were like grouping together, like, you know, to make the decisions that were going to be final, right? You told us that before. So do you think just looking at this and, you know, of course, after Jeter left that change and Kim was in charge and everything else, do you think that she thought it was like going backwards to have somebody else that's over her to make decisions? Is that, is, is that maybe knowing Kim, do you think that's probably what she thought? Yeah, I, I'm sure. I'm sure. And look, I, I don't know to what value Alex and extension played into this too. I, I don't know the answer to that. Maybe it also... Maybe she was expecting an extension. Maybe she was expecting to walk into a meeting and having a paper put in front of her that says three years and X million to be GM. Maybe, maybe that's part of it too. And look, nobody wants to feel in life like they're, that, that somebody's coming in over them when they feel like they've done a good job. I think in life, you have to feel like you have self-worth and you have to know what your value is. And, and clearly, Kim does and should have a very high value of herself. But you still, at the end of the day, have a boss, not just in baseball or football or basketball. You, you have one with fish on first, and I have one at Sports Grid. And, and, and those people make the decisions based on what they want to do. And in this case, this is the ownership of the Miami Marlins deciding that this is the direction that they wanted to go. I, again, I, I don't blame Kim for doing it and walking away from, you know, obviously as a general manager, potentially a lot of money as well. We'll just have to see for the Marlins and for Kim, by the way, if this was the proper decision in the end, because I would assume 
that Kim will be a general manager again in Major League Baseball. I'm sure that James Click, who got fired from the Houston Astros, assumes that he will be a general manager in Major League Baseball again. And it's not an apples and oranges conversation. You, there's only a certain amount of these jobs. And when you have them and you choose to leave them and, and you don't have another job waiting for you, that's the risk that you mm -hmm. take when you leave. So we will see in the end how the Marlins perform without Kim. And we'll see Kim inevitably at some point become an executive in baseball, general manager, I'm sure, again. And we'll see her. Uh, how she does in that new role, whatever that ends up being, because she will, she'll, she will, you know, clearly end up at some point, as I would think, as a general manager again. Yeah. Well, I guess the next question would we can touch on possible candidates to. Well, I want to go to something before we get there. The the search because in the interim, assistant GM Brian Chad, and he's now the interim GM. And if we assume, we'll get into the search in a moment, if it's going to be a broad search, then there will be some sort of things on an interim basis that he'll have to make decisions on while the offseason gets underway. I don't think people realize, Craig, like how long Brian Chadden has been in the organization. Like He has endured from the previous ownership, through yeah. the Jeter era, through the, at least for the moment, through this transition as well. Um and now he he's one of three assistant GMs. He over Greenlee and over Ozzo Campbell. He's the one that has this interim title. Do you have any insight into one, like how he's survived all this turnover that everybody else has not and yeah. what exactly he brings to the table? Yeah, no, that, that's, a, that's a really good question. So, you know, uh, Brian is a collaborator. He's a communicator. He's extremely well-liked for decades within the organization. He's also very good with the rules of Major League Baseball and the transactions and sort of, you know, making sure that everything is operating. So I'm not surprised that this is the direction that the Marlins chose to go. But I also do want to be very clear here that while he is the acting general manager, make no mistake about it, there's going to be somebody that's going to come in and immediately become the president of baseball operations to take total control. So that that's going to happen. The second thing that I would say is Dan Greenlee is there. Ozzo Campo is there. They have a lot of very capable people in the organization that remain. And, and collaboration may not even be the correct word for it. It's going to be a massive collaboration for all of them to put their heads together to get arbitration figured out and to get some of the offseason figured out, the opt-outs. I'm, I'm sure that's going to be a very interesting topic. Uh, I, I don't know if they will have somebody in place for the winter meetings. I certainly would think, but I, you know, I can't guarantee. I don't, you know, again, this sort of caught me by surprise too. But I, I think I, I don't know what a fair timeline is. I know that will be the next question, and I, I don't know. Is it a month? Is it two months? It just depends on how the search goes and and who they inevitably decide to uh, to choose to choose. What does this mean for Skip Schumacher? Well, it, it, uh, I mean, look, there's, there's no question that Skip and Kim had a very collaborative relationship yeah. and, you know, Skip publicly has said so many times how much he's appreciated Kim and her leadership and just him being able to operate the clubhouse and operate the team and not have a lot of influx, a lot of meddling going on, which sometimes can happen with a general manager and manager. Skip, I, I, I think. In, in the end, when the smoke clears, I think everything will move forward. I can imagine 
naturally when something like this happens and you lose somebody that's a confidant or somebody that is you know, inevitably your friend, it's going to be a tough transition at the beginning. But, you know, Skip, I would, I mean, you know, nothing in ever life is a guarantee, but I would 99.9999999% guarantee that Skip will be the manager next year. I would almost guarantee if he wants to be the manager of the Marlins that he'll have his chance to be the manager in the future with the Marlins too. But oh, look, naturally that's not a, that's not a, a question for now. It's a question right. for the future as well. But, you know, certainly I feel for Skip. I thought he had a great year managing the club. Yeah. And then all of a sudden there's a shock to the system and the organization. But in the end, guys, we've seen this happen in baseball so many times and, and, and it just ends and then new things happen. And, I mean, we spent so little time talking about the departure of Mike Hill, and we were just like, yay, Kimming! You know, like, I mean, do we want to go back there and remember that time? <laughs> and, and everything that happened, like, right after that, too, it was really not pretty. And right. I feel like that kind of gets lost in this whole conversation, how the outrage is, like, insane right now, yet the same exact thing happened <laughs> when Mike Hill made the postseason, and it just was, like, widely accepted that this is okay to do that it's it's perfectly fine to stop the train after the playoffs let's bring in a brand new general manager who you know clearly uh you know qualified for the job and all and all those really good things and uh you know, breaking history in terms of being the first woman to ever be a general manager first asian american no question but also had not been in a front office in 10 years let's do this let's let's just drop her in and let her run and just see what happens. And what was the result of the Marlins the first two years? A lot of crap. <laughs> it, was, it was not pretty for the first couple of years. This is not an indictment on Kim. I'm just The, the reality is they lost so many games yeah. in 2021 and 2022. And it's like we don't even discuss that. Where is that piece? Yeah. Are we, I... are we really going to miss the real story here that everybody is missing? The best story of all is that Kim Eng broke every barrier in the world and this became a national story and it's awesome and it's amazing and she has paved the way for people all over the world to do things they never could. But nobody talks about the story of her coming in and just being like, holy bleep, what am I going to do? I'm, I'm now the GM of the Marlins. And going from that to where she is now being doing such a great job I mean, nobody even has a clue what went on that first year that Kim was the general manager of the Marlins. She, whether or not she would admit it, I have no idea. She was not prepared at that moment to be the general manager of the Marlins, to walk in and have Derek Jeter, who had never been a GM in his life, be her boss, and Gary Denbo, who you know she couldn't get along with. He had never been in a position like that before. And yeah, you go ahead and you be the GM and go ahead and do all these things. Like, who could ever be prepared for that? So why was it such a shock that the Marlins were just brutal for 2021 and 2022? It wasn't. Broke out of it in 23, without a doubt, thanks in part to Kim, no question. But I think the story is how you go from, uh, not, not just as a woman, an Asian-American woman, how you go from being so in a spot where you are wide-eyed, haven't been in a front office in 10 years, oh my gosh, I'm the GM, let me just not mess anything up that's been happening, to now give me total control of the organization. I mean, that, that, it, it, that to me 
is the baseball story. That is the most yeah. incredible story yeah. of all. That That is the other side of it. And I completely agree. I think the one difference when it was Hill, the one that was not brought back, was that it was always expected that he was going to be gone eventually. They were just honoring that contract from the previous regime, but nobody expected anyone from that regime to continue to continue on with Sherman and Jeter. So I guess that's the one difference I could see, but you're absolutely right. That I, is the other I, side. I don't, I don't know that I see it that way. Mike Hill had been with the organization organization for 20 some odd years. Yep. Just, beca just because Derek Jeter in the moment didn't like what Mike Hill had to say, he decided that, she, that, that I'm going to just let him go and I'm just going to bring in somebody else, not yes. interview anybody else at all for the yeah. job and just let me just, you know, Call somebody. Hey, what do you think? Okay, great. This is this is the person, and then yeah. you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna work for me. I'm gonna be the one that's in charge, making all the trades, do everything else. What's your experience? I got none too. Exactly. This is gonna be awesome. I mean, Precisely. what what, what did people what did people think was gonna happen? And so we were celebrating it at the time for the right reasons, and the right reasons were Kim Kimming changed the world. I mean, Kimming changed things that nobody else can, and Derek Jeter is responsible for that. There's no question. But Derek Jeter's responsibility to the world was more important than his responsibility to the Marlins. <laughs> and, and here we are. And that's that's the dynamic that is really the story after all these years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as you touched you touched on there that I think is going to be critical to this. Um, even though I am I'm not satisfied with what the Marlins did here and what Bruce did here. Ultimately it's a matter of who comes in next. Um, we don't it could be could be a wide variety of people. It could be another woman. It could be another person that has even more baseball experience than Kim. We just don't know at this stage. So, I mean, as long as it is an extensive search process, as long as they are thorough with it, and as long as they get cooperation, hopefully, from a lot of the best candidates out there, um, that's going to be pretty crucial. I mean, as you said, with in Kim's case, she was handpicked by Jeter. She was, Jeter, reach out. Jeter brings her in. And even though it was, it was a really thrilling moment in, in prove to be a big difference you know that is that's not the ideal way to do things you want to be as as thorough as possible right now especially if bruce's position is that there were pretty deep issues with what player development with amateur drafting like as long as it is a thorough process um that's going to be a lot more important this time around at least in my opinion yeah i mean there, there's no argument I, I mean it is it is now all on the ownership to get this right there, there's no there's no pat you know now it's all it's all now new like there's no like looking back and saying oh is this person's fault or is that person's fault or i didn't like this i mean it is all now fresh and new the slate is clean more more or less the slate is clean so yeah so who, whoever this new president is is has to come in and fit the mold for the way that the the ownership wants things to be done so they so eli they have they absolutely uh, have to get it right and and you know and listen you know i saw some of your comments and look, everybody's entitled to their opinion as to you know how this went down. I have a more measured approach to it, maybe because I know more than most of the whole situation. And and I and I certainly understand that everybody should you know have an opinion. I just think that uh, you know a, a lot happens over the course of several years. It's not all about just two or three days. It's not all about just one season. And I think I've made it perfectly clear. And I'll do it again. Kim can be the GM of any team in Major League Baseball. She's proven it this year. She's proven it. But just because that is the case, it, it enables her to feel a certain way about things. But it doesn't guarantee you anything in life. You can feel mm -hmm. bad. You can feel slighted. It's happened to me too. One time, let me tell you a story. One time I was working at Sirius XM. 
And I got a call from another company. I, I don't know why I'm going to leave their name out of it, but I'm going to leave their name out of it. I got a call from another company. They wanted me to come in and they wanted me to you know, do their fantasy content for baseball. So we negotiated this whole deal. We negotiated a contract. I had to go to Sirius XM. I had to get them to waive my uh, non-compete. You know, we want you. We want you to lead the whole thing with the whole thing, right? We want you to do this. And, uh, you know, the, uh, you know the, the assistant to the ball, here's your contract. I got emails. Here's the money. Sounds good. Sent the equipment to the place. Here's where I'm going to do the shows. Day before I start, other boss calls, cannot hire you. What? I've already been hired. I, you, you said I was amazing. You said I did a great job. What, what, what are you talking about? Well, somebody else uh, says that, you know, that we can't do it. So I'm sorry. But what, but what do you mean? I thought I was. A, and, you know, we I mean, guys, we, we were going to have a party at my house to celebrate this with my family. A cake. Hey, congratulations on your new job, whatever. There's no lower feeling than being thought in terms of self-worth how great you think you are to have somebody else essentially tell you, we do think you are great. We think you're awesome, but not as awesome as you think you are. And this is what life is about. And so it's just how you bounce back from that in Kim's choice. Hey, I'm going to walk away from this loot, from this job, and I'm going to show these people that I am worth what I think I am. And I'm going to go do it somewhere else. Well, within her right. Also well mm -hmm. within the right for the team and the owner who's got billions of dollars to say, hey, I own the team. This is the way that I want to operate. So I just don't understand why people don't get that. I mean, this is what life is about. Life isn't always fair. Life mostly sucks. But you find a way to get over the bad parts. You turn a negative into a positive. And in both cases, Kim Eng and the Miami Marlins are going to go about their separate ways. And one side's going to say, I'll show you. The other side is going to say, I'll show you. And in a few years, we will come back and we'll evaluate how it worked out. So then what so, changed so, in the last two years of Kim having full control? And she obviously, you know, last, the last two years were really bad. This year was great. But what changed this year that they wanted to get a president of baseball ops now? Why not? When Jeter left, obviously, I think he was no experience either. I think they should have had ones with him here. But especially with him gone, there was no one for Kim to report to besides Bruce Sherman. Why does he want someone now? Isaac, how do we know at that very moment that was that decision wasn't made right there? We don't know. It could have been. It just took this long to get to it. It's very possible. I don't know I'm, the answer to it. It could have happened a year. It could have happened six months ago. I, I, I don't know the answer to that. When it after happened. a playoff and, and, appearance? What's that, Sagan? After a playoff appearance? Isn't that strange timing? Uh, well, obviously, the decision wasn't made two days before they uh, Bruce Sherman spoke to Kim. Clearly. Right. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't, I mean, I mean, Isaac, you're smart. I mean, obviously not, right? Like, I mean, if, if that's the case, it, the decision was clearly made before then, but I cannot tell you when, I don't know. Right. Was it a week or two or a month or a year? I have no idea. But the idea clearly was to bring in somebody to oversee the parts of the organization that needed to be stepped up. And that, Absolutely. And, 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 and guys, I mean, Barry had it in his column today, okay? Yeah. It's very important, and I, I said this on Sports Grid too. I'm sorry to say the Marlins are never going to have a $300 million payroll. It's never going to happen, okay? It is, it is never going to happen. I don't think it ever will happen. There must be players from the minor leagues that are drafted and players that they spend some money internationally that play for the Marlins. 
Yeah. This cannot this cannot be every year, you know, a hey guys, drop back, throw a pass. Whoa, Johnny Cueto. All right, great, 10 million. Hey, let's get Jeep Segura. Great. Avisel Garcia, let's try you. 50 million. It cannot be like this. And they had not one player in this year's opening day starting lineup that was drafted by them or signed internationally. Not one. Not a single one. Is there any other team in Major League Baseball that operates like this? I don't yeah. think so. I don't think so. That's not Kim's fault. It's of just course. the reality of where they're at. That must change. They have to get players who are being developed properly in the right way. I don't mean I don't know what is going on with this player development here. You know, pitchers have obviously been pretty good, but what what have they had to do? Let's take Pablo Lopez. Let's trade him. Let's take Zach Allen. Right. Okay, let's trade him. Like who's next? Jake Eater. Okay, let's trade him too. I mean, this is not a sustainable way to, to run a business. Just trading away all the guys that you think that could be good in the farm system. Max yeah. Meyer. Oh, Brandon Marsh. He looks good. Let's trade him. I mean, literally, this is what's happening in order for them to field the team. Get to the deadline. Oh, let, what do we do? Let's get Josh Bell. Let's get. I mean, it's. You think that they could pull that off again next year? Oh, let's just make more trades. Oh, this is good. let's let's put Kim in the same spot here. Hey, Kim, go ahead and fix all the problems again. Two years in a row. Go trade all the prospects that you have that uh, that were drafted and go get us some uh, guys that could get us into the postseason. Seems easy to do, right? I don't think so. So, so how much different? Uh, obviously, it's probably going to be different pretty quickly. Um, how much different do you think this offseason looks with whoever's going to take this job? How much different do you think this offseason looks than next offseason or than past offseason? Sorry. And as a follow up to that, who in this player development system, you're probably going to say Svalik, but who in this player development system is also a candidate to be replaced as well? Obviously, I'm not going to do that, Alex. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do do people who are gonna be fired on this. That 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 I'm not gonna do. But uh, look, the 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 off the off season in terms of of free agent signings, I don't I don't think that they're gonna just stop with the progress that they made. But the track record of not just Kim, uh, the organization in recent years of signing players to multi year contracts has not gone well. I would be very surprised. If they go down that road again, I mean, I could absolutely see somebody getting a two-year deal like that. I could see, I could see them going back to try to get Josh Bell again. Yeah, I mean, I, I absolutely could see that stuff. I just don't see uh, this off-season somebody coming in and saying, "Yeah, you know, you know what the answer is? Let's give another Avisel Garcia contract out to somebody else, four years, sixty million." Someone. I, I personally don't see that happening. I don't know what their payroll figure is going to be. I have no idea. Probably a story for a later day, but very clearly. You know, another element of the organization that I mean, it's not it's not a mistake, but, you know, we got to call it what it is. They got way too many arbitration eligible players and that and no one's going to look at that and say that the Marlins are spending money. But in the in the reality, they are. They're going to be giving out a lot of money in arbitration this offseason. They have, uh, you know, a dead contract in, in Avi Garcia. They have, unfortunately, uh, a, a one dead year contract in in Sandy. I mean, th these are all things that, that ha they're going to be it has to be factored in going into next year. Um, I guess now we could sort of touch on some candidates. Do you, do you think, do you see them promoting from within, first of all, to either the GM or president of baseball operations department, whether it's Oz or Greenlee or anyone else? My, my, my only thing could be, I don't know the answer. My opinion would be no. My opinion is they go outside the organization. That's my opinion only. 
Okay. And then the next thing I want to touch on is, you know, our good old friend, David Samson, nothing personal with David Samson. He mentioned he was, he really advocated for uh, Michael Hill, who is obviously vice president of on-field operations for major league baseball. I think that's a perfect candidate. I've already asked you is that in the realm of possibilities. You know, Mike and I have known each other for, I don't know, is it, I mean, is it 30 years? I think I've known Mike 30 years. I don't think Mike's going to be the president of the Marlins. Or but GM. I but I do but I do love Mike and I think Mike loves me but I don't think he's <laughs> going to end up being president of the Marlins. Just just my thought. I don't I don't think so. But it, nothing against Mike. Mike never yeah. should have been. Mike never, never ever 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 from the movie Friday, ever 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 should have been fired by Derek Jeter. Never should have happened. This uh, you know I mean listen if. Bringing Kim was great. Maybe they could have brought in Kim, you know, to work with Mike or maybe her being that I would have worked. He's a president. She's a GM. Right. Great. And, and then maybe it, who knows story, a story, I guess, for another podcast. But uh, love Mike with all my heart. He's the greatest. One of my favorites of all time in baseball. I just I, I don't I don't think it's going to be him this time. There's there's only one other team right now that has comparable front office openings. The Red Sox also looking for president of baseball operations and GM. They got a head start on their search, and there's reports that that's not actually going very well. But regardless, that is an opportunity out there with a bigger market team coming off a worse season. How, how do you think the desirability of this job compares to that? Is this a better job to you than Boston, like all, all things considered? Because um, right. they're, they're very different, but right now that's kind of, okay. that's what the Marlins have to keep in mind. Like a lot of the candidates that interviewed for that or were targeted for that, those are probably names that are in Bruce's mind. So that context, that comparison is kind of weighing heavy on my mind. Right. So I would say Eli that, and I understand for you to say that it doesn't seem like it's going well, the difference between now and maybe 15, 20 years ago is every single name gets reported Whereas years ago, this just the dynamic of social media and this stuff didn't happen. And the more and more we get with more newsbreakers on social media and people who are reporting, we're finding out about every single name who interviews everywhere. So I personally don't think that that's a fair assessment with the Red Sox. If they interview somebody and they do their search and that person doesn't want the job and it ends up being, uh, you know, not John Daniels, I think was one of the names. Not uh, Derek Falvey, I think, was another one of the names. I think Thad Levine, you guys will have to correct me if if that was one of the names, too. And and these are, you know, high-level executives who just have chosen to not be there. My understanding is it's very hard right now in the market just for presidents and, and general managers. These people have families. They understand what the job entails. And it's not just being the GM, it's there's especially the president, there's just a lot more encompassing of the job. And it's not, and, it, and maybe it's easier for a single man or woman to be able to do the gig. And I think from the Marlins perspective, I don't know this to be true yet, Eli, but I, you know, certainly could see a scenario where there are going to be people out there that are going to be clowning the Marlins because so this person interviewed and this person didn't get the job. And, and maybe there's a few names that it's going to go in the same way as the Marlins too, but I don't necessarily look at that as a success or failure. To me, it just looks like they're interviewing and doing a search and interviewing a lot of people for the job. So I just personally don't look at the at that situation in the same way. Uh, and again, with the Marlins gig, I absolutely, in the end, when it's all over, just like I always do, I'll do my assessment, I'll speak to the people who are involved, just like I did with the manager. And 
I'll find out if, if it was not a thorough search or if, it, if, if you know, a lot of people turned down the job or if it was tough. I don't anticipate that being the case. So I don't indict the Red Sox for speaking to a million people and a million people thus far saying, no, there's also a window of time that you have to make a decision on a person and you have to complete it within that time to speak to somebody else too. It's just something else to keep in mind. Do, do, as, as a last for me, it's my last question, Craig. Thank you for doing this again. Um, but my last question for you would be, um, as the search gets underway, or maybe it already is, um, if you had to- It is underway. A, if you had to form an opinion uh, on how you think, or what kind of candidate you think they target, do they do you think they go with more the younger, more analytically driven candidate? Or do they go with an older, maybe tenured baseball person? Like, what what do you, what do you, how, in which direction do you see it going? Look, I, I don't know about age or gender or any of, the, of that stuff, but I, I think that the candidate will come from a high level position in a front office in, in, in a major league baseball. That's, that's my guess as to potentially the way that that could go. But I, I don't have any insight. You know, certainly to that, I, I know that, look, we're, we're all going to be talking about the same names. I would tell you that, look, I, this is not a connection to the Marlins at all, just to be clear. But the fact that Thad Levine chose to interview with the Red Sox, you know, that's a really big step in, in all of the processes. Because Thad Levine, who I like very much, he's been on my shows before, has turned down a lot of requests in the past. So that really, like, perked my uh, eyes up and ears up a little bit to see that he was willing to do that interview with the Red Sox, if they can secure him, you know, certainly that's a huge get, I, I think, for Boston, the way that they have run the Minnesota Twins, he and Derek Falvey for all of those years. So you, we're, we're going to learn together. You, you, I, I don't know through this process that I'm going to be doing the, this guy turned it down, that guy turned it down. I, I just, I don't see the benefit to it. I understand that there are going to be people that are going to do it and they're going to be reporters out there much better than me who are just going to say, <coughs> excuse me, just going to say, you know, this person turned it down and this person interviewed, they thought it sucked, they turned it down. I, I don't think that's going to be me. What I will do is hopefully give everyone who the new person is that, you know, inevitably I, I want the actual piece of, of the news as opposed to the thing that, that didn't matter. Well, when you say uh, an executive in a high level position, Major League Baseball, does that sound like James Click music to, to you? <laughs> Again, I would be guessing, Isaac, I'm not going to go through the names yet because I don't know who's been interviewed. Even if I did, I don't think that I would do it. You know, I, I, I just I don't see I, I don't see how it helps me. It's only going to hurt me in the industry to be leaking that sort of stuff if I do know. And and right now I would tell you that I don't know the, the answer to that. I, I think I think it's I think it's fair to say that there's certainly a chance that we don't know the the person like we don't know the name maybe this is somebody new that has never been a president before I think you have to explore that too I think all avenues are are going to be explored with this and and I don't know what the outcome is going to be and 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 we're just going to learn together my my hope is for the Marlins is that by the winter meetings I think that that's fair I I hope that by then I know it seems like a long time from now but I hope by then that they have somebody in place because that's sort of not just the the you know trading stuff and and free agent stuff. That's kind of the the moment where you're meeting the media and you're you're you're, you're doing you know you're not saying anything and generally speaking nothing even happens at the winter meetings mostly. Yeah. But I guess last year a little bit happened, but <laughs> but generally speaking, that's like the hey, here's who I am and nice to meet you 
kind of stuff. So I'm yeah. hopeful. I'm hopeful by then that that's the case. You guys may think it should happen earlier. I don't. I don't know, but I'm hopeful for the winter meeting. Yeah, that, that was my question because the GM meetings are what early November, I believe. Um, and Very then, unrealistic. Maybe maybe course. it happens, but I, I mean, this is what what are we in? Where this is like, do they have two yeah. weeks to do that? Then I, I don't. Maybe they can. Maybe they pull it off. I don't know. And who is helping Bruce? Sher is it just Bruce Sherman conducting these interviews and doing this search, or does he have anyone to help him I, along I don't the know. way? Because yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, I, my 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 guess is is that he has people that he trusts in the organization and and maybe outside to do that. I, I don't have the answer to that. I don't know who's involved in, involved in it. I mean, Kim did the interviews for the manager, and right. she and she interviewed Skip Schumacher, and then and then I I believe I think I think Bruce Sherman was in, yeah no Bruce Sherman was involved in. Mm -hmm. in, in hiring Skip Schumacher, of course, it was his manager too. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so so he was involved there at the end. My guess is he'll be involved in, in throughout this process. Right. Well, I guess the last thing for me would just be because Bruce just spoke so highly of Kim. You know, the whole yeah, the clinching night in Pittsburgh and in the after, I guess before the postseason, we were speaking on the field and during the mm -hmm. regular season, nothing but great things for Kim. Are you surprised that they they just couldn't come up to an agreement? Whether you know, however you want to slice it. Were you just surprised that there was no agreement made? Everybody should be surprised that there's no agreement made. Yeah, but I, I, but the bigger but and, and I'm not surprised that there's disappointment around the industry, and I'm not surprised to read columns and articles about how the Marlins effed it up and and they could have worked it. I mean, look, I, look, I, I knew all that was going to come. I, I mean, I, I knew it was, but you know, I I, I guess I guess in the end. With the way that I know, I think I know that the Marlins sort of want to operate in the future, where you see kind of where their payroll is, and you know maybe a little bit higher, maybe a little bit lower. I, I don't, I don't know which direction it's going to go. I just know how important the the homegrown talent has to be for this organization, guys. Like it, it we're gonna. What, what's funny is is I talk to people, and you guys have probably said this before too. That they want to be the Rays. Oh, the Marlins want to be the Rays. They just want to be the Rays. They want to get to that amount of people, and you know they just want to be the Rays. And then you hear people say the Marlins cannot be the Rays. I mean, look at that huge front office the Rays have, and look at the way that they've done it. And they, you know, Andrew Friedman and Heim Bloom and all these people. They've like, look at those executives they have. So I don't think it's as like cut and dry as they want to be the Rays, but that's like the space that the Marlins kind of have to operate on the the Rays space, the Cleveland space, the Milwaukee space. So. It doesn't really answer your question, Isaac, but I, I don't I'm not I'm not surprised in the sense that 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 is so important and and and, may, and maybe Kim could have operated in that space as as the president or maybe she could have. I, I don't know the answer to that, but they made the decision to say, hey, we got to do this the way that we're going to do it and we cannot worry about anybody else's feelings. like yeah. th this is this is how it's got to be done. and for, for you know, for the for the trades and and all the success that was made uh, by Kim too, the the burger trade, right? The Josh Bell trade, whatever with Robertson, like those were the three trades. I think am I missing anything? Mm -hmm. The Jorge Lopez trade that will rah, whatever, right? Okay. Jonathan Davis, so, Jonathan those Davis. All, those were all solid, but guys, like the free, but but this is money taken from the organization. Not a lot, some would argue, but the free agents were not good at all. And it was very fortunate that, that Kim went in and, and fixed all that stuff that she did. 
before the season. Like, let's not forget that too. Like she patched that up. It's just Isaac. It's not, it's, it's, it's maybe it's a slam dunk for everybody that this should have just been done exactly the way that everybody wants it. But that's not the way that the Marlins wanted it to work. No, and I, there's, there's, there's people that, that have commented on my, my post on sports grid that said, okay. And, and it's very interesting. They said, well, what Craig is saying is that they don't want to spend money anymore and they want to just uh, draft guys and make sure they all go to the big leagues, use oh, the international man. money and make sure they're all there. That's not true. That's oh, not true. Man. Bruce Sherman said that if they're in it, they'll spend money. Whenever they're in it, this year, they were in it. Maybe it wasn't as much money as you guys wanted to spend, but they were in it. He spent money. You got Josh Bell, got Dave Robertson, uh, spent some money, right? Got rid of Gene Segura, did all those things. So the goal is for the Marlins to be in it every year. And then if they're in it, go get the other pieces to win the uh, to, to win the postseason and win the championship. So, look, I'm shocked, definitely upset, uh, you know, from the beginning. Like, I built a good relationship with Kim, guys, you know, yeah. like... You know, like it's, it's, I'm going to have to get to know a new executive. This isn't, what do you think I'm thinking? Like, oh man, like, here we go. Like, you know, but, but, but in, but in the end, that's, that's the dynamic of it. I, I think I made clear, by the way, on my other stuff that I had not heard from Kim at all since this has happened, but I finally did today. <laughs> but, but I finally did today. I finally, I finally heard back today. So I'm not going to obviously share any of that, but. Uh, you know, so I, at least I thought that maybe like it was like a, like we were in bad, you know, bad standing or something like that, but I, I don't think so. So excellent. Yeah, you have to be good. able to do both, right? Yeah, uh, spending money and building from within. And the Marlins have had, Craig knows, the Marlins have had, we all know, the Marlins have had a lot of trouble building from within. So that's what they got to fix, and hopefully this is the right way to do it. See who comes in next, and um, see how they do. Yeah, and just to be clear, obviously, you know, Bruce Sherman wanted to do it, and that's probably would have been a great decision. The more brain power you have in that front office, the better. And it would have only helped, in my opinion. So I was surprised to see Kim not be satisfied with that position. But like you said, she's allowed to do whatever she wants. And Bruce is allowed to structure his front office however way he wants. So I guess unless you guys have anything else, I think that'll do it for Craig. I guess one more. Yeah, one, one other thing. It, it's uh, it, it just th this doesn't speak necessarily to you know the owner of the Marlins or anything else. It just speaks... I've, I've had this conversation now with a lot of people uh, with, with just life and sports and, and, and just everything else. We, we go through years in all of the sports, the NBA and Major League Baseball. Uh, I don't know enough about the NHL to comment, but in the NFL as well, where we always are you know, on the owners. They're, not, they're never good. They always suck. They're not doing the right thing. And, you know, and, and you know, sometimes maybe that's accurate and sometimes maybe that's inaccurate. But in the end, we can all yell and scream. But the bottom line is, is that the owners in sports have gotten there for a reason. They've got billions and billions of dollars, and they can do whatever they want. And that's never going to change in sports. It has nothing to do with the Marlins. Just look in the last 30 years of things that we've seen that we just didn't like initially. You guys mentioned James Click. As, as one thing. I mean, they won the World Series. He's not the GM anymore. It looked insane. The Astros are, are back in the American League Championship Series. We're not even talking about that anymore. In the moment, it sucks. And because we've all built relationships with people and we feel like 
feel hurt. We feel a little betrayed. We're like, what is this guy doing? It's crazy articles coming out. This guy's the worst. Wow, you know? And then it's like, uh, you know, how did, how, did, how did these people get to this point? They were so smart. What were they just... I mean, maybe some of them got family money and they were handed billions of dollars. I guess that's that's probably true too. But in the end, it, it sucks to say, but life is just not fair. And yeah. and 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 a lot of times, the owners with 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 that kind of money can choose to play with their toy however they want to play with it. I saw one that oh, said yeah. it was like a slap in the face to fans. Like, come on, this is the business of baseball. This stuff happens. Like, it sucks, yeah, but it's not a slap in the face to fans. They went in a different direction. It's it not, so, Look, yeah. everybody could be, continue to be outraged. Totally. Look, I was very surprised too. Again, I, you know, in my in what I'm trying to do, if I'm still going to do be doing this with the Marlins for who knows how long, it is better for me to have Kim than it is to not. There is no question. She's helped me quite a bit last year, without a doubt. I mean, come on. I mean, let's guys get real. I, I, I mean, then Kim hasn't helped me with any piece of information over the last three years. <laughs> of course, she's has been very helpful, but. This, it's just this is just part of sports, and we're and yeah. and and people are going to pile on, and they're going to do what they're going to do, and and that's fine, and, and and everybody's entitled to their own opinion. You guys could hang up with me and say, "Oh gosh, Craig's just whatever," and you know she got a raw deal, and it sucks, and she should have been the president. Absolutely fair to to feel that way. I feel from my point of view, as opposed to I I feel from a journalistic point of view, I think I know more about what goes on the Marlins, with the Marlins over the last, maybe who knows how long, but at least the last five, 10 years than anybody else in the country. And I feel bad for Kim, but am I outraged? Am I yelling and screaming and saying, oh my gosh, this is like, oh. No, because it's just, it's easy to just, just follow the crowd and just pile on and do all these things. Yeah. And and I and I hope, I, I still have a ton of respect for Kim. And again, I mean, thank goodness, I was getting worried that maybe something happened and she got back to me there. But a couple of years from now, barring some crazy change in life, we're, we're not going to be talking about this. Of course. Sports is the only industry where people are emotionally attached to other business people that don't care about you. You know, So I guess you can't blame some of the fans for being, quote unquote, outraged. The final thing I'll say, the final thing I'll say on this topic, um, I could care less about the national opinion from people that are just understandably see little bits of information and put two and two together and think it's it's terrible and have i understand i don't really mind what they are saying and I, they can be on their side but i see it from the marlins fans perspective that throughout this entire history of the franchise there's just been no continuity and in like any role. very fair very and fair. this is now i mean just like michael hill um but probably even more so this is another instance where something good happens they're so there was something positive to to celebrate, and then on the heels immediately of that, there's once again a big change. Whether it is whether it proves to be the right thing or not, like in this moment, it's really painful for these fans that felt like they knew that that continuity is very important. A lot of the best franchises in sports have that continuity, and the Marlins have been really as far on the wrong side of that spectrum as any other franchise. I think Absolutely. it's a big reason why this franchise is this fan base is so tortured, why this fan base is so small, because some people, they, there are going to be people that are war Marlins fans that are going to check out for some period of time because of this decision. I, and, I disagree with that. I disagree with that completely. 
That I agreed with everything you said until the end. I don't think I think we'll be back next year. The weather will be beautiful in February, and March. Spring training will happen. They'll mm-hmm. bring in a couple free agents. They'll win a few games. You guys will be talking about Nick Ahmed. What the hell? Why is he the shortstop? You know, like th- this is the kind of stuff that's going to be happening. People love the game. People love talking about it. And this is going to go away. I'm absolutely positive of that happening. I can't guarantee you there's going to be success, Eli. I don't know the answer to that. But all of these big stories. They, they go away. People do not forget. I'm sorry. People do not talk about right now uh, Jerry Reinsdorf, the owner of the Chicago White Sox, bringing Tony La Russa out of retirement to manage the Chicago White Sox, who Tony, I have a ton of respect for, Hall of Famer, love Tony La Russa. think he was an amazing manager and is in the Hall of Fame. Ton of respect. It was a horrendous decision. And maybe part of that has, and, fi- and then they fired their, their president and then they fired their GM. And Eli, in a couple of years, we ain't going to be talking about that either. And we're not even talking about Tony LaRusso anymore. It all goes away, man. It, it just does. It just does. You know, it's, it's, it's going to be time to move on soon. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate the time. We know how busy you are, especially this time of year. So with that, we'll end it here for Eli, for myself, for Alex Carver, and for Craig. Craig, thank you guys so much. And as always, go fish.